As we pick up another massive commitment, we also got to take a peek at the schedule. And let's face it, who needs luck when you have a schedule like this? You are Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma State Cowboys, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, y'all, and hello, all. Welcome back to Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily stop for all things cowboy and cowgirl related. My name is Cody Stovall. I want to thank you kindly for stopping by to make this your first listen here on Locked On Oklahoma State. You can find me on Twitter at Aldeo State. We are available on all of your podcasting platforms as well as YouTube. Today, we're partially brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment matter more with FanDuel, the official sports book and partner of the NFL. So, yeah, when I say we have a massive commitment, I'm being literal. At 6'7", 325 pounds, Stetson Page is the definition of a massive commit. Now, him coming out of eight-man football um, from the Velma, Oklahoma region, it is going to be something that, you know, we, we may need to have some development with. But again, you, you can't teach that kind of size. And this is somebody that even though you was interested in, there are several, several teams that, that were interested in. We just obviously uh, had the ability to get him to pull the trigger now, uh, which is great for us because not only does this, you know, allow us to continue this trend of having more 300-pound dudes, which is the thing that Gundy has said for years and years was always the difficulty, right, was getting all the 300-pound guys to Stillwater. And now we're getting that. And then you had Dalton Cooper, obviously, a transfer coming from Texas State that had over 1,320 snaps without, you know, only giving up seven sacks. I, again, another 6'7", you know, dang, he's 290. This is... A, a trend here, right? Sometimes you can trend the right way. Sometimes you can trend the, the, the wrong way. And right now we're trending the right direction as far as getting size. Now, when you have Rob Glass, if you can get him in the building, that's half the battle. Being big ultimately doesn't mean you're going to be you know, massively productive just because you're a massive individual. But you can't teach that, right? You can't make somebody that's six foot one, 280, you can't make them be six foot six, 300. It's just not going to happen. So when you have the ability to get in on this, uh, another reason that I, I, I find this particular get very big uh, is because we're also in on a teammate of his, uh, Brian Eli. Brian Eli is six foot three, 295 pounds, 290 pounds. Uh, and, and he's somebody that's going to play right next to him. So they have some familiarity, familiarity. They've gone to Stillwater together to do some of the recruiting trips. Uh, he's been offered by some of the same places that Stetson has as well. And, you know, again, it's just getting those, those size guys and then putting them through the body by glass system. 
it makes you feel a whole heck of a lot better than if it were a six foot one, 275 pound guy, which again, we have been through at Oklahoma State University. We've gone through the times where that size of O-lineman was just, you know, it was, it was what it was, and we had to find ways to, to work around it. So, again, now we're, we're getting the thing that Gundy has always talked about openly wanting, more big dudes. Now we're getting the big guys, uh, and now we're going to have the opportunity to get in. We're already in uh, really good on his teammate. Now, whether Mr. Eli decides that this is the best opportunity for him, who knows? But, but again, I just, I'm really excited about what direction the offense is going. Right? I like the high flying stuff. I love Blitnikoff awards. You know, I, I always thought that, you know, we would continue the trend of having the Brandon Whedon's and the Mason Rudolphs forever. But realistically speaking, we know. The writing is on the wall for this next season to be a little bit different in that department. Offensively, we're not going to be running the, the, the spread, you know, get four or five wide, go NASCAR package 24-7 and, and try to take the top off the defense. It's going to be more methodical this season. And the only way you're more methodical is if you have the line to pull it off. We didn't lose but one guy. Right. Last year, we lost like 12 O-linemen. This year, we lost one, uh, and that's Eli Russ. Eli Russ was a decent rotational piece for sure, but he was he never started, uh, and it, it didn't appear as though he was going to carve out that role. So we've got every single other offensive lineman returning, plus you know, we, we picked up Noah McKinney from UNLV, plus we picked up Dalton Cooper, plus we've got the, the four, and, and even with um, Isaiah Kima, potentially five linemen coming in as well it's just it's a good look for what we're trying to accomplish and then you've got obviously ollie gordon you've got deandre jackson jade nixon's gonna add a lot elijah collins uh, and then obviously you know we've already kind of covered a little bit getting sessi was a big big get right that extra addition to the backfield is instantaneous depth so losing C.J. Brown, regardless of kind of what happened and how that shook out, we ended up winning in the end, right? If, if we're being honest, getting Elijah Collins and Ceci Vallehi, um, I probably said that wrong this time. But anyways, I, 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 I know how big of a get these guys are. So the running game looks to be improving or at least that's the direction we're heading and that's clearly the direction we're telling people same goes with the tight end position you don't get that many tight ends even on campus to visit if you're telling them come be a, a cowboy back because you can put on the film and see that being a cowboy back doesn't do anything so we're not telling all these tight ends come to Oklahoma State take a visit right talk to the coaches see if it's a fit to come here and block all the time. There's no way that that conversation is what's happening, which is why we've been able to get so many of them in here. And then we were able to land Josiah Johnson. And, and we all have the conversation again about how Leon Johnson, the third has that kind of size that you can't teach as does Deshaun dribbling coming in from Washington state. So uh, yeah, size guys, size is what we can't teach. And this is what Gundy's been talking about forever that we've had to work around. He would love to run the ball. He's always said this but he can't make it happen. Well, 
Now, if we're shifting away from the zone blocking scheme, and now we're going to use this to our, our advantage, this more power-oriented scheme. I find it ironic, right, how the trends of football uh, change. The SEC dogged the Big 12 years ago for being this high-flying offense that couldn't play defense, and you didn't have the, this, and you didn't have that up front. And now you've got the Alabamas of the world and, and, and Georgias of the world trying to chunk it up all the daggone time. And now the Big 12 is reverting back to a little bit more old school. It's just really ironic. And the stupid part about it is the Big 12 always gets this bad rap while the SEC and the Big 10 get this amazing jump. And it's just, it's marketing. It's ridiculous. But Brett Yormark's going to fix it. So, you know, we don't need to dive off of that diving board this very moment. But the diving board that we do need to dive off of this very moment is directly correlated to FanDuel. This year, the only app that you're going to need for the upcoming Super Bowl party is FanDuel because it's America's number one sports book. We are very, very, very excited with our new sports betting partner. Guys, for Locked On, you know, th- this, is, this is really a good combination with them being the number one sports book in America. If you're new to FanDuel, this is even going to be better for you because they have so many great features that make betting fun and easy. So download the FanDuel app right now so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with the no sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets in your first bet if it doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads and who will even score the next touchdown. The FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Best of all, you can get paid from your winnings instantly. Join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash LockedOnCollege to claim your no-sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That is FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment matter more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Okay, so the schedule. You know, everybody does have their their way too early stuff, right? You, you, you see that all the time. And, and so... Especially in today's age of football, I don't necessarily think that uh, that should be part of the equation, right? In the transfer market, teams change from a year-to-year basis now considerably more than ever before, right? It, it, it's it's a night and day difference. So the you know top twenty-five ratings or, or whatever the ratings are in the beginning of the season, they've been kind of ridiculous. Now they're even more ridiculous, and, and they mean even less. But if you were to kind of, you know, look at, I don't know, what direction, right? What direction you're moving forward with, then I guess the rankings, I don't know. They, they, they at least have uh, enough cannon fodder involved that it, it makes it interesting to talk about what are your assumptions going to be for next season, Right? Do you think we're going to go nine and three, ten and two, seven and five? So when you're talking about predictions, there's a lot of things that go into factors, and one of the factors is not typically schedule, in my opinion. Right? There was never a moment that I've been sitting back for the last few days, weeks, whatever, talking about, oh, I cannot wait on the schedule to come out because it's going to be so massively beneficial to us. You know that that, that was never a conversation that I had with myself. So, yes, I obviously was excited about it because we have the new four teams coming into the Big 12. But, you know, naturally, it didn't, you didn't think you're going to get all four teams, uh, all, all four new teams. But that's exactly what happened. 
And so, you know, whenever you're talking about making predictions and it being way too early, right, there's going to be more people leave. There's going to be more people join. There's going to be some more coaching decisions. These There's still time for these things to happen all across the college football landscape. So I don't think it's fair to diagnose all of that stuff this early on, just like the top 25 is pretty stupid, especially super early on. But realistically speaking, guys, this schedule is actually an asset. It has to be used that way. Because, you, you, you know, when you have this many home games, how do you not get excited? You have Central Arkansas at home. You have South Alabama at home. We're going to have Kansas State at home. We're going to have KU at home. We're going to have Cincy at home. We're going to have OU at home. We're going to have BYU at home. This home schedule is like, it's like a, the Admiral's Feast at Red Lobster. It's everything all in one. So I've, I have heard, right, some people saying that, you know, I, I don't know if I'm going to buy season tickets and this and that and the other. If you're one of the few people that was even having that conversation, cancel that idea. You have to. With this many home games, it's, I mean, it's, it's a must regardless of how you think the season's going to shake out with this many home games, it's hard to go wrong. And it's not like the away games are, are going to be murderers row. We do begin uh, the, the conference with Iowa state, right? So just like last season, <clears throat> we had to open the gate right out with Baylor and everything kind of went, you know, better, better than expected um, or so for Baylor. But this is kind of the same idea, right? We're going to roll in, and we don't have to go to Waco, but we do have to go to Ames. Now, traditionally speaking, going to Ames is, is you know, it's tricky business. It's a fickle mistress for everybody, but not so much this time. Guys, give me Ames, Iowa early in the season. I will go to Ames, Iowa in September uh, all the time. It's going to Ames, Iowa in November. That's a problem. It's going to Ames, Iowa in November or December at night, especially. That is a problem. Going to play Iowa State in Ames at the latter half of the season, it's it's just it's just not cool. It's just not cool. So we finally get them at the beginning of the season. I will take it. And then to end the season, instead of having to worry about, oh, crap, okay, do we go somewhere that's going to be ridiculously cold like in Ames, Iowa? No, guys, we get to end the season with going to UCF, going to Houston, and having BYU come in. Although I will admit, a trip to Provo, Utah was 100% number one on my bucket list. Still will be, but you know, I'll, I'll wait till the, the following season now. But it's fine, because this works out very, very well in our favor. This schedule is so tailor-made for a good season, right? You. Whenever you, you start off, you know, Central Arkansas, right, it's a game that you're just you're going to get uh, some, some tune-up time in for. It is what it is. At Arizona State, now, any game on the road in the Power Five is beneficial. What is Arizona State going to look like? Who knows, right? They had a bunch of stuff swirling around their program this last season. So they could be reeling, but as we all know, the transfer market, Teams can go from a zero to hero almost overnight. So you can't necessarily sleep on them, but it's a game that we should win. Even if we just pound the rock, control the clock, pound the rock, control the clock. 
it's a game we should win. South Alabama, same thing. It's going to give you the ability to kind of figure out what you need to work on, where you're at. And then you go, like I said, to Iowa State. So you're going to Ames, Iowa this early on. Yeah, sign me up, right? Sign me up all day, every day for that. Now, I, I think it's where we get tricky. Uh, K-State and KU both have to come to Stillwater, which is fine because this season we went back-to-back K-State, KU. Didn't go so well for us. So hopefully we can return the favor. But, you know, if we're just if we're just looking at everything face value and we're just going to pretend that nothing else is going to change from now until these, these games, right? Like I said, no new coaches, no transfers in or out. So we all know it's not going to happen. But if, if that were the case, I don't, I don't think that I, I would pick us over K-State. Right, right, right now. Um, no, I just, uh, I, I don't see why a lot could change. A lot could happen. A lot's going to change and a lot's going to happen. But if, if, if you're saying, you know, gun to the head pick right now, I would say that that's probably a loss. KU, KU's going to be better than they were this season. So it's going to come down to how good is that philosophy of ours, or at least the, the transition back to a little bit more old school How good are we at pounding the rock and controlling the clock? Because it's going to take a little bit for the offense to get rocking and rolling, in my my opinion. It just, it is what it is. We're changing a lot of things. Yes, it's going to to be more simplistic. And you would think, you know, simple is going to be easier to some degree, yes. But to simplify everything and get it to a point, a muscle memory point where it doesn't have to, you know, be, be gone over. That's when you can expand. And I do think it's going to take a while for the offense to get to, you know, the expansion side of things. The first few weeks is going to be feeling everything out, letting everybody get rolling. And then us trying to obviously implement the run game and make it the staple that it's, going to need to be but we're going to need some assistance right from the passing game and i don't know that our passing game is going to be completely up to snuff uh, when it comes to k-state it's just my personal opinion um and but then ku got got to split one of those i i would say it'd be hard um but yeah we we've definitely definitely got to find a way to to split those uh and then uh obviously you know the the back half of the schedule is going to be extremely, extremely important, which is why it's going to be nice that we we get our next road test at West Virginia. Yeah, you, you, you typically aren't too scared of that game, regardless of what West Virginia looks like because of our success over them for so long. We've had West Virginia's number, just like we've had Texas's number. You know, it's just like, unfortunately, OU's had our number to some degree. It shouldn't be as lopsided as it is. Gundy has a pretty big hand in that. But nonetheless, we get to, right, we get to go back on the road with a very, very, very manageable game that we should win. And then we got Cincinnati coming to town for America's best, biggest baddest and brightest homecoming 
So that'll be really cool for them. Uh, that's another one that's on my list. Uh, I really was hoping they would hang on to Fickle, but regardless, Cincinnati is going to be able to continuously improve. Uh, so, you know, it'll, it'll be a fun trip the, the following season, hopefully, uh, if we can go up there. But then right after America's best homecoming, then we've got Bedlam. I hate, I hate Bedlam at November 4th. Like, I hate it. It's so stupid. Especially the most likely the last Bedlam ever. I, I do appreciate the last Bedlam ever. It's going to be inside of Boone Pickens Stadium. But, yeah, at the same time, I wish it was the last uh, game of the season. I, maybe that's just the old school in me. But that's always been my preference. Uh, but regardless, I guess one benefit of it would now be that it's not the make or break, right? It's not the absolute must win any in, anymore. So then we get to the end. And once we talked about earlier, we don't have a crazy, you know, late end of end of the year trip at UCF. Cool. At Houston. I cannot wait for that one. Um, that's my most anticipated trip for, for sure this year. Uh, and then we get BYU coming into Stillwater to close things out. So, yeah, we should be, again, just right now, without anything changing, should beat Central Arkansas, should beat Arizona State, should beat South Alabama, should beat Iowa State, probably probably shouldn't beat K-State. Um, and KU's hard. KU's hard. At West Virginia, we should win. Cincinnati, at home for homecoming, we should win. Bedlam, I mean... Yeah, it's in Stillwater. But do do we really want to continuously be gluttons of punishment for punishment? I mean, last year was their worst team in 20 years. And we couldn't take advantage of that. So, uh, unfortunately, until we see kind of how things are, are shaking out on both sides, you got to assume that that's, that's an L, as much as it pains me to say that. Um, I'll be at UCF. We should win that at Houston again, should win that, even though they are going to be majorly improved. Uh, I'm hoping that depth is still a little bit on the catch up game for them. Uh, and then BYU, I, I doubt, I doubt we, we, we win that one. Um, just again, I'll face value right now. So I, again, I think nine and three is very, not only obtainable, but it's very reasonable, and I think it should be the barometer for some measure of success. For me, if it's eight and four, there, there, there should be a reason, and there better be a reason, because I don't want to see us go backwards, and my fear is that if we go backwards too far for too long, it'll be too big of a gap for us to make up quickly. So hopefully Gundy does have a big year. And with this schedule, nine wins should happen. We've got the talent for nine plus wins. We've got the schedule for nine plus wins. So if some things shake our way and we can run the ball effectively and we don't have, you know, a a bunch of injuries, I think this defense is going to carry us, carry us to some places 
the running game should be better because it's what, again, more simplified. Offensive linemen prefer simplicity. If his, if he's got, if you tell him your job is to pick that dude up, slam his face into the ground, and get you a pancake with some extra syrup on it, cool, coach, got it. And that's not just a lineman; that's everybody. Simplification of anything is is beneficial. So that's all we got for this one. If you weren't excited about the season moving forward now now you should be <laughs> this schedule alone should um raise your level of excitement yeah because it's uh <laughs> i i'd say we got the best schedule in the big 12 for sure absolutely so till the next one as always i love you all god bless go pokes and i thank you for making this your first listen here on Locked On Oklahoma State. All right, y'all. Later.